Yo, yo, yo. Let's talk a little bit about attention versus intention. Magic happens when your attentions and intentions make sweet, sweet love. Sweet love. Like chocolate and strawberries or bananas and monkeys. But if your attention and intentions meet each other on Jerry Springer, you may want to reanalyze your approach to life. If you intend on creating the life that you love, but you only focus your attention on muscle beach speedo competitions or celebrity news feeds, your intention is powerless. If your attention is disciplined, but you have no intention for your vision, then your mission is aimless. If you breed your attention with your intention, your visions will come to life. Pay attention to your intentions and the world shall be yours. And please don't new... Please don't use your new powers for manifesting speedo competitions or anything like that. Get back to mixing some peas and carrots. This is Heath Armstrong. Never stop peeping. It's depressing like a dimple on your butt. If you behave, you'll get a nickel you can spend on stuff. And in time, you'll get a dime if you impress your boss. So you can buy some more stuff just to numb your thoughts. You've been a space-driven higgity hunk of me since birth. Flying through the universe on a rock called Earth. Composed of stardust with an emotional gut. Why you letting conformity slam you up the butt? You're not one fucks, two fucks, red fucks, blue fucks. You can play duck hunt and wait around for luck. Or you can rent a big truck and drive your vision. Build a palace to the moon. Your schmuck friends piss their pants Get up and dance, rocket ship that booty Take a chance for your freedom, miggity milk that booby Cause when the fear attacks, it tries to crack What you're thinking, fuck no, you'll never stop peeking Holler at your boy What is up people? Well, hello, everybody. This is Todd. Todd is not getting mic time right now. Todd gets mic time at the end. This is Heath Armstrong. You're listening to Never Stop Peaking. I am so, so excited to be back in the United States. I was just in the Philippines for a while, which brings me to this amazing episode with Jason Berwick, who is the other co-founder of Rage Create, because we have a lot of magic that just happened over the last three weeks. Uh, The episode that you're about to hear is actually Jason and I talking about the process of bringing the idea for the Sweet Ass Domination deck, which is basically a deck of motivational cards designed to uh, turn your shitty days into glorious smile fest in like 10 seconds or less. Because ultimately, if we can fall off track, if we can get distracted in a split second and forget all of the amazing things that are around us in life and forget all of the focus that we're working towards, then we should be able to be reminded in the same amount of time to get back on track. But that's not really the case because most of us fall off track and then we're in a rabbit hole the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the end of your life, one big fucking rabbit hole. But if we can actually use our awareness to understand that miracles are all around us at all times and that we can surround ourselves with this type of support at all times if we just accept that it's there, then maybe it's possible to turn every shitty situation right back into a positive, glorious smile fest in just a few seconds as well. As fast as we can fall off the wagon, we can get back on the wagon if we have the right materials around us. And that comes with circumstances and people and materials and resources 
And the sweet ass domination deck is one of those resources. The idea for this started back in January, 2017, and we'll get into all this in the conversation, um, but it's been a magical journey. And what we're going to talk about is the whole process of trying to figure out what the fuck to do to take an idea, to create a process, to build a Kickstarter and to actually get it out into the world when we started with no knowledge at all. Um, we've never launched a product like this before. We've never run a Kickstarter before. And so this is just a loosey-goosey conversation of us sitting, sweating our asses off in the Philippines, in Manila, which is a gigantic city that's very hot and moist. So you need lots of gold bond for your sweet little bum to keep up all that moisture. Um, and the episodes, it's good stuff. It's honest conversation. The The quality is a little bit down because I had to use my task cam to record it and the big mic broke. So it's a little, I mean, the, the audio is fine. It's just, there's a little bit of a, of a buzz behind it. So you'll have to get over that or move on to the next episode because we don't have any sympathy for that, baby. I wanted to give a shout out to some of the winners that have entered the giveaways for the other episodes. If you were one of the winners from the first uh, three episodes, I believe you've already been notified that you won and you got your prizes but these last four episode the last four episodes um i haven't announced those winners yet and so i want to give a shout out to them and i also want to give a shout out to some of these people that have been helping raise money for the help international campaign in uganda by leaving me a review on itunes so there were a good amount of you that got on itunes and left a review and for that i'm going to donate two dollars for each one of those to the help international foundation that i worked with in africa over the summer um, they're incredible and that thirty dollars that we've raised so far is enough to provide a kid with a kid and his family with food for an entire month and he gets a bed um, and they get water and he gets two outfits so like or her it, it's an amazing process so thank you for everybody who has done that um, it, it really means a lot to me. But first, so the winners, by the way, if you guys want to leave a review, you can go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash review, and it will tell you exactly how to do that on iTunes and how to do it on Amazon. If you want to leave me one for the sweet ass journal, cause that helps a bunch too. So I'm not going to read the full emails out for the privacy of these people, but J E Woody 31, you are getting a free sweet ass journal. Um, so we'll be emailing you to get your email address. Sarah Brainard, you Brainard, Brainard, sorry. You you are winning a free sweet ass journal as well from episode five uh giveaway. And Samantha X Lane, you won the permission to leap book from the Bree Seeley episode in episode four. So we'll be emailing that to you because it's a digital version. And then Alicia Alicia PSC. You won a copy of When Wisdom Meets Passion, which is an incredible book, um, by Jared and Gaza. So that will be on the way to you as soon as you get the address to us as well. And we'll email you and contact you to get those addresses. So everybody that has entered the giveaways, you're going to still be in the pool for all future things. Uh, we do a giveaway every episode. And you can enter by going to heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway. And you'll be entered to win every episode um, for the re- entirety of this podcast. So that's a pretty good deal. Okay, iTunes reviews. Thank you to the people that have helped uh, carry this show forward so far. Mikko said the podcast is top notch. Heath is hilarious and one of the unique content creators out there. Recommended two thumbs up. Thanks, man. Uh, Vantine said, I have never peaked this hard in my life. 
And that's kind of sexy. I'm actually standing here sort of touching the part of my leg that's close to my part. So in a way, I feel like I just connected with, with Vantine there. Uh, kinky stuff. Kinky stuff. And then I got one from Wizworth. Wiz, Wizwith, I'm sorry. Uh, so happy that Heath is back on the mic. His last podcast was a gift. And this one continues to trend the trend of awesomeness. This dude never ceases to surprise and delight. His unique take on life combined with insightful guests make the show well worth your time. Give it a listen. You might think it's totally wacky at first. Uh, <laughs> but get underneath the belly of these audio gems and you'll be blown away by the life-changing content that lurks within. Get ready to be changed for the better. So thank all of you tremendously. Um, I'll read some of the other ones out in future episodes, but... Thanks for everybody that has left me a review a review on iTunes. Thank you to everybody who has entered the giveaways um, and the reviews specifically because we're helping raise money for these kids. And that's an amazing thing. All right. So we are giving away something special for this episode as well because Jason and I are getting ready to do the launch for the Sweet Ass Domination deck on Tuesday. That's May 15th. So as listeners of my podcast, or if you're on my email list, you get early bird access to this. Right now, you can go to RageCreate.com and check these babies out. Um, I had a couple sample decks printed, and then I've been able to share them with some people. And it's really melting my heart, the way that people are responding to them, the way that they're loving them. It's it's an incredible experience. So I'm really, really excited to get this out into the world. I love making the sweet-ass journal, and I love spreading that out because it's a it's an effective strategy that works. And that's been out for almost a year but I've had this idea for this domination deck for even longer than the journal and having it come to life was such a process and it means so much to me. So I'm really, really excited to get this out here. So for this giveaway on this show, we are giving away one of the original print decks, not like the print after the Kickstarter. I'm talking about one of the first 100 uh, sample prints that are actually kind of screwed up. So it makes them unique. Um, so that you'll be, a, it'll be a very rare thing for you to hold in your hand. So if you go to, heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway. You can enter to win this deck and you'll actually be able to hold one in your hands before the Kickstarter even ends, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, all right. So with that being said, I'm going to get into this episode with Jason because I got a lot of shit to do tonight and I can't stay on here and rant, but I got an episode coming up in the next couple days that you'll hear with Amelia and she is an authentic relating queen. I, I love her to death. She reminds me of me. She um, she really has this like authentic view and perspective on life. And I cannot wait to talk to her in full conversation. So stay tuned for that. And if you guys get on my website, you can leave questions and comments at heatharmstrong.com forward slash voice. And I got one in from uh, Sephra. I hope I pronounced that right. And it really moved me because when I put out the sweet ass journal, I was very incompetent about it. I was thinking who would, who am I for anybody to want to use this? Maybe it just works for me. Like why would anybody else want to use this? And now that I get messages and comments from around the world, it really, really melts. It really melts all those demons away that are inside of me. Like it makes me feel incredible beyond reason. And I really appreciate you for sending this over. So we'll get into the episode right after this. Hi, Heath. I just wanted to let you know how incredible your journal is. I got it a few months ago when I was feeling pretty down, and I've been using it, and man, I just love it. Uh, 
<laughs> when I first read it, I was like, what is all this fist pumping? I don't understand. I'm not a frat boy. And this morning I was filling out my journal and I don't know, I'm in Seattle. I don't know if it's like the sun came out, but my fist just shot up in the air. I was so excited and it was one of those <gasps> aha moments. So I just wanted to say thank you. It's totally changing the way I think about things and making me way happier. And yeah, have a good day. Sephra, I can assure you that we shall never, ever, ever stop fist pumping. enough I did a podcast that from a couple days ago and no like a couple days before I came here and I said that we would be putting out like five podcasts while we were here (laughs) (laughs) that certainly didn't happen no definitely didn't Uh, you think that uh, we you always have those um, great aspirations to do a lot of shit in a short amount of time Um, and everything takes a lot longer than you think well when we got here, we had notebooks full of things to do. For everybody listening to this, um, we're in the middle of launching the Rage Create Kickstarter for the Sweet Ass Domination deck, and we don't know how to do that. Nope. We have no experience with this, which is why I think doing this kind of episode could be so valuable because we're just going to go over everything that we've been going through from the beginning of the idea to now. And knowing that when I get on this plane to go back to Portland in the morning, uh, we have about 20 days before the Kickstarter launches. And this was an idea from us sitting in a coffee shop in the middle of Portland last January Mm -hmm. that we had on a sketch. And if you actually look at the Kickstarter page when it goes up, you'll be able to see this original sketch of this idea. Um, But here's the thing. Like, you have a little bit of an idea... And you say yes or no to it. If you say yes and you actually take action to make it come to life, this is what fucking happens. And I don't even know what just happened over the past three weeks. I feel like I just got here. Yeah. It's it's weird to be going back. It's gone so fast. And I feel like we were just constantly after stuff. And, uh, and, uh, and, yeah, it just makes time time fly. It's crazy, man. So the Sweet Ass Domination deck, what we've narrowed down is – Another thing that we didn't know how to do was optimize copy. Like, how do you take an affirmation deck, which is extremely weird? Um, Most people don't even know what an affirmation is. If you're listening to this, you probably have heard me talk about it before. But how do you make that appealing to somebody who's never heard of it? And part of the reason why we came up with the idea was because affirmations are so woo-woo that people stay away from them. But we had a new twist to put on it. We could bring it to sort of this modern sense, more humor, humor. very unfiltered and try to connect with the people that wouldn't necessarily use affirmations and then bring them into that world because we do think that it's an extremely powerful tool to use because I know, I mean, 
I know I met you, what, four, three or four years ago now? Yeah, I'm try I was trying to think before we started this because I knew, <laughs> I knew the talk was going to come up and I was just like, man, like how, like, like, like that was, that was kind of like the first time we met because I think that, uh, you know, we, I don't even know if we had talked before and I think we just kind of emailed, right? No, dude, it was, it was, yeah, it was very weird. We met on a Twitter auto-direct message. If anybody's ever read through the big story on my site, if you go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash story, or my story, I can't remember which one, uh, you'll, <laughs> so I started podcasting, interviewing people. I came across Jason. Well, we had auto, we both had Autobots set up on our yeah, Twitter. The auto Twitter? Direct, yeah, yeah, Twitter. Auto direct message. Twitter, Twitter was cool back then. Crowdfire, I think it was, was the, was the we system. Used, yeah, we used something called... Yeah, Crowdfire. What's is it still called? Crowdfire? I don't. I don't think it was called Crowdfire at the time. I think it's called Crowdfire now. But like, it doesn't work. Like, you know, that whole system doesn't really work. So like it does anymore, we but. set up a message to auto reply to people who like followed us, I guess, and in some way, our bots talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sent a couple more messages, just like doing the typical trolling thing, because I knew it was a bot. We ended up becoming friends, and he came on the podcast, the old Artsy Now podcast. Um, and he had le you used to work in the what the bond, yeah, bond I in, industry, I was in finance, finance, yeah, finance, tax-free municipal bonds. He was ahead of me because I was trying to squeeze my cheeks and figure out a way to save up enough money to quit my job. But he literally just quit. Uh, yeah, I couldn't take he it. He couldn't it too much, <laughs> and I just I had bolted. Um, and I was like, you know what? If if I if nothing, if nothing happens from this, at least I'll gain a lot of experience, and I'm just gonna roll with it and go. And yeah, I launched. You went to Denver. I, yeah, well, I didn't or, go. To, you, you were in Asheville at the time. I right? didn't go to Denver right away. I um, I stayed in Florida for a bit and tried and failed at twenty different businesses before I <laughs> before I spent all my money. And then I was like, you know what? If uh, if I'm not going to do this and I have to go back to work because I'm poor and broke now, I, at least I'm going to live somewhere that's gorgeous. So I moved out to Denver. And so you're saying Florida's not gorgeous? Um, for different <laughs> reasons. Some people love it. Um, it's a great place for many different things. It's a good place to get swamp ass, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then I moved back to Asheville, and that's when, that's when I started blogging. It was in, uh, it's probably like September or October of 2014. That sounds about right. And we yeah. probably met shortly, shortly thereafter. You had a pretty active blog then. I did. You had a following. It was, it was, I, was I was struggling ass to get people... I was great with connecting and putting out episodes, and I had a good podcast following, but to get people back to the blog was weird. But I remember looking at yours and seeing, like, 10, 12 comments on every post. Well, that's, that's um, the growth hacking, man. That's, yeah. uh, that's, uh, I learned it then. And, you know, since we're doing this podcast about launching Rage Create now and um, <laughs> trying to apply those tactics to this, yeah, that's, uh, it, was a good, it, was, it was good. It was working great. I just uh, I wasn't... Um, totally in love with the whole process, I guess, yeah. at that point in time anyway. And then I found Amazon, of course. Yeah, so I obviously have an Amazon business. Jason taught me, as you guys know, if you've listened to my story. Um, we figured some things out together after that. I remember just tirelessly drilling you with ridiculous questions <laughs> until you probably wanted to kill yourself. There was a time, so we used to buy these lead lists. And I remember one time in particular, I wanted to help so much. So I wanted to go through these leads to help to see if they were good leads. But it was a Saturday and there's no list on Saturdays. But I didn't know that. And so I kept asking Jason for the list of the leads so I could go through it. And he was like, it's in the folder, like thinking that I was joking because it was a Saturday. But I really didn't know that they didn't come in on Saturdays. <laughs> 
And I must have asked like a hundred times to the extent to where he was finally like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, there's no <laughs> list. It's a Saturday. I and I never felt like such a bigger ass in my life thinking like, my God, I literally just sent like 12 messages like, where the fuck is the list? <laughs> Thankfully, he had patience. He walked me through the process. I think there was a good amount of him. I guess, I guess from your point of view, you were testing the system on somebody else. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. I mean, um, yeah, that's one of, one of the big things. Like, I was very dead set and adamant on systemizing the thing myself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, there, there's a lot of me. I'm, uh, uh, I like to help people out and I like to do good things, but, you know, I'm also selfish in a, in a certain <laughs> manner, too. And, you know, when I, when I was, you know, giving you the, the tips and stuff like that, it was a, yeah, it was like kind of throwing it against the wall and seeing how it worked outside of me there all the time. Well, it worked for somebody who was willing to take action. It worked, um, and the point of that is, we started slowly. We were both obsessed with automating, and we started slowly yeah. trying to find different pieces of that type of business model that we could automate. And eventually, we were hiring on assistants to help manage the administrative side of Amazon. And today, we sit in the Philippines with the same people that we yeah. hired over the course of the next year yeah. in person. Everybody, they're actually upstairs right now looking up influencer lists mm -hmm. um, to help support the domination deck when it launches. And so it's just weird, dude. It's, it's really weird, weird that that's happened, you, that we're here. It, uh, it can get away from you. I really think that <laughs> it, it can really get away from you, especially when you're, you know, I mean, I mean we've, been, we've had our noses in the computers and, and books and what have you for the last three weeks, basically all day long. And uh, it, it starts to wear on you. That's, not, that's definitely not a joke. Um, and it can get away from you about how lucky we are and how amazing this whole is, all this whole thing is, um, and uh, and you sometimes have to stop and take a step back and realize like where we came from and uh, how far we've come and where it's going to go. Super weird, man. Yeah. Hold on one second. I have to tap the mic, everybody, to make sure the power block went off in the middle of this. I don't know if the mic was working. Um. Anyways, hopefully the sound quality will turn out. Say, right. We have to redo this. No, <laughs> we don't have to redo it. This was definitely picking up something, but okay. that block turned that off. And interesting. Anyways, it charged. Yeah, it's charged. It's just you know when you stick a cell phone in it, you have to click the button mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it turns it on. Mm -hmm. But it's not really. I don't know. Anyway, um, so we're we're talking today about what has happened since we got here um, since the really the beginning of the idea of the deck we're going to try to give a good enough detailed overview in the small amount of time that we have because we have beer to drink and you know pizza to, to eat <laughs> <laughs> um, what I remember is well obviously a big part of my memory is is writing the cards and that was just such a long process because last May I had a lot of really bad things happen with business and life in general. And it, the only way I really got through that therapeutically was to write. And it just happened to be these cards that I was writing. Every time that I would write something, I got a little happy. Like every time that one of those ideas got into the form of a card, I felt one step closer knowing that like, you know, if there's only 60 of these that we have to summon down, then this is a deck of 60. We didn't know at the time what it would be. It was originally 50 actually, I added mm -hmm. 10. Mm -hmm. um, every single time I wrote an idea out based off, so we sat in a coffee shop earlier that January and we wrote out like the first 20 ideas. 
and then I started working off those. Um, and it didn't really, so we did that, and it wasn't until like September, so almost seven or eight months later where we actually, you got with your graphics girl yeah. and actually had the first card designed right. with mm -hmm. one of the ideas on it. And that was the point where I was like, here we go. This is fucking, yeah. like she came back. And it looks so good. And it looks so good. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, she nailed this space theme. She nailed this modern beauty. Um, and yeah, the mic went off again. And that was like where it all started. And at that point, I think, I mean, it's been crazy. Cause like it was how many, how many more designs can we get? She kind of fell off a little bit. She had some issues and then we, we got some more designs in. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, I totally remember. And I, I remember just adding to like, kind of like the beginning of the story. Cause yeah, we, we sat down and we wrote maybe like a third of them down in that coffee shop. And I don't know how long we spent there. Cause like we both left shortly thereafter. <clears throat> and then we both had a whirlwind of the first half of the year for many different reasons. But um, it, it, it was almost like, it was almost kind of like it fell by the wayside for me anyway. I know that you, and you ended up writing a, a bulk of the rest of them. Um, you know, but I knew I'd be able to help on the graphics design side because that's really what, you know, my team's really good at and, and putting all that stuff together and, and managing that workflow. And uh, yeah, it was. It was probably the middle or the end of the summer, I think, where we finally were like, we got the first design back and it was so good and it like reignited the spark, I feel, almost. And then we kind of dealt with, with, with setting that part of it up because once, you know, again, we've never really done something like this and, and you know, getting... You know, I think a lot of the things with, with graphic design, actually, which, um, you know, I draw a little bit so I understand how long it takes to actually do something like that. Um, sitting on the other side of the computer of a graphic designer, you expect it to be so much quicker, but it's, you know, it's art and it's creativity and it doesn't, it doesn't happen instantly and it's not an hour-long job. Sometimes it's a two-day job and you want them much quicker, um, but we ended, up, we ended up slowly inking them out over the next, you know, what? three or four months before we finally, I mean, it was probably close we to got, the end of the year. We got 30 or 40 of them done by the time I got back from Africa, the ideas at least. To get the first 30 graphics, it was probably later than that. It was probably August, September. I do remember the very first one came through and I was in Walla Walla and I don't know if I had gone back to visit. It may have been March. Uh -huh. um, but it slowly transgressed. Like we could have... I remember you saying, like, <laughs> when we wrote down the ideas on that piece of paper in the coffee shop, you're like, if we just, if we just sit here for the next five hours, this will be done today. And I was always like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> in every project that we do, you say the same thing. You're like, oh, we'll just do this today. And I'm always like, Jesus Christ, like, there is no fucking way that it's going to get done that quick. It's, how, it's definitely how I operate. And, like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I, I'm, an, I'm a launcher in, in the truest sense of the word. I just want to, like, sit down and do as much as I can and push it forward. And you know, that's why forming a partnership like this that we have, you know, it's good that yeah. balance each other out with the realistic expectations of what's going on. And the reality is it ultimately took us a year and a half. That's what it's yeah. gonna come down to. And um, we, from start we wanted to, from inception to, do, to finish. We wanted to do a Kickstarter to learn the process. Very much because so. we feel like if you can learn all the different aspects of what it takes to successfully uh, do that I mean you're you're sort of like pre-selling your item you have to the, the way Kickstarter works is you can't just put your Kickstarter up and then all of a sudden people see it and buy things you have to build an entire machine up pre-launch to launch you have to drive your own traffic to the page because yep. if you don't do that then Kickstarter doesn't think it's popular their algorithm doesn't kick in 
you don't get funded probably. Correct. So we, you know, with smaller email lists, um, I have the sweet ass journal out. I considered doing a Kickstarter for that. It didn't feel right from my intuition perspective. I didn't feel like it was the right type of product. And I wanted to push it out for this, but we really wanted to launch this deck last fall. And I mean, we had most of the designs done come Christmas and we're thinking like January would be the perfect time to do it for like new year's resolutions. And it's crazy that it's almost May and it's finally happening. So we took action every day, every single day we've done something small to work towards this. So it's a lot of work. Definitely is. It's a fuckload of work. It really is. And and the thing is, is like, and you know, going back to what you said about um, learning the process. um, Now that we know the process, like, it wouldn't take nearly as long, like not even close. Uh, or no, I mean, we're still, we're still kind of in the thick of it. Knowing the process, when I say that, I mean um, have read a bunch about it and just kind of understand what we're supposed to do, um, you know, but actually doing it and then going through the process, you know, hope, you know ho- hopefully the next one wouldn't take that long. But, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, you're talking about um, writing e-books, getting, getting certain little things designed, you know, writing blog posts, um, I'm at loss right now trying to think of the million and a half things that we did. What I, what I can say to clarify, like anything that we've done, of course, there's going to be creation and and idea, um, bringing the idea to physical format. So like the manufacturing and all that has to happen. We didn't know how that was going to happen. Manufacturing happened because I have been talking to all sorts of different types of entrepreneurs through podcasting and my network has slowly started to grow and we just had one, it's always random. It's always a random connection. One random person I knew connected me to another random guy who just happened to have a manufacturer in China who just happened to be able to print this type of card. And we wanted to print them so bad in the U.S. And the prices were so high. I mean, insanely high. And I hope that can change one day. That it just wasn't, it wasn't feasible to be able to bring the product to life at all if we did it. Um, but luckily, we found this amazing manufacturer uh, who seems to be very economical, uh, friendly, and hopefully a friend of the earth as well. Um, the manufacturing part was not the hardest part for us at all. No, I feel that's really it went very smooth. Yeah. Uh, we sent them designs. They sent us samples. It took a while. Uh, it cost us, it, it probably cost us like $400 to get the first couple decks just printed and sample and shipped to us without even the boxes done yet. Um, so that's an upfront cost that you have to be willing to pay. And then... From that point on, it was like, okay, we can create a Kickstarter page. And my tactic was I'm going to find anybody and everybody I know who has run a Kickstarter and interview them on what they thought was important. And so I started doing that. And at the same time, Jason started working on things that he's really good at, like growth hacking plans, putting automated systems in place for whatever the advice that we get back from these other people that I talk to, we can start using those systems and trying to uh, figure them out. And so that's kind of what happened, and it, and it ended up at this T where Jason's like, you got to come to the Philippines, like, we'll work with the team. And up to this point, all I have done is just connect with these different influencers and friends that I have and ask them, like, do you think this product is cool? And if so, would it be something you'd be willing to share? And luckily, this product has been very well received by mm-hmm. so many people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's badass. Like, yeah. it's, it's specifically quick hit motivation. Um, these cards are designed to be able to turn your shitty day around in 10 seconds or less, no matter what. And it's because we have always had a problem with traditional, not a problem, but like an overwhelming feeling with traditional self-help and these very long books. And 
webinars and all these things that everybody says you have to absorb to be able to be successful. And we actually think that it's more about making the right decision in each moment to work towards your visions and your dreams no matter what happens to you. Mm -hmm. And that is a very quick decision. Mm -hmm. And so what, what kind of a product can we make that allows you to be able to make that quick decision and remember to make that quick decision? And that's kind of what this deck is. Mm -hmm. And it's got humor, it's funny. Um, and so the product was well received. It's, it's unique. You guys can check it out by going to ragecreate.com. Um, but what we've learned since we've been here, the two biggest things are set up the systems to drive traffic to the Kickstarter when it launches, right? And of course, creating the content for the page is, is super beneficial if it looks good. We have an amazing graphics team, obviously. Um, but there's just so many things that we had on our list to do when we got here. And <laughs> I don't even know what we've done and what we haven't done. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I'm looking at my list and, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about the things and I was thinking today, like what do I have to get up and do tomorrow? Um, and there's really not, there's not too much left because we've got, we've got the system in place where we're contacting influencers <clears throat> and we're um, doing like the blogging with the lead magnets and driving traffic that way and trying to build a little bit of a list. And um, so the premise for, if, yeah, this is how it works. If you set, we set up a pre-launch page. The pre-launch page shows you or anybody else that is in the world what our product is going to be. The goal for this, like anything, is to try to build up enough momentum before the Kickstarter actually goes live so that we can drive a bunch of people to the Kickstarter page and have them all kind of hit it at once. So that's why you set up a pre-launch page so that you can get the emails of all these people who may be potential buyers. It's almost like a pre, you know, a pre-order, but not without the money transaction. Yeah, like a, so, well, Kickstarter in itself is a pre-order. So it's like the pre-order, pre-order. Yeah. Um, so, like, you're trying to get people's word that they're interested, but you don't really know how many of these people are going to successfully want to help you fund the product. Um, but the higher targeted audience that you have on your pre-launch list, like, the more careful you are with bringing in the right people who really are interested then the higher percentage you have of, of funding the Kickstarter when it launches. Mm -hmm. And so... Well, when it launches, and so you mean like the first day. Because yeah, you like, want to get in, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a traffic contest basically on Kickstarter. Yeah. And if you get enough quickly, you're going to rise to the front page and then get more just because yeah, of that. Their, their algorithm will pick it up saying, oh, they're driving traffic. They've gotten quite a bit funded. Let's quickly. move them to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. quickly. Mm -hmm. Apparently within the first 24 hours. Of course, we haven't done ours yet we're banking on this idea that we have to hit it hard. Mm -hmm. And so our master, like kind of our bird's eye view is like, I have all of these in-network influencers from my history of podcasting and, and just friends that are doing amazing things. I've done, I've had a really blessed past couple years of being able to connect with incredible people mm -hmm. who do incredible things. Um, and so I've been kind of connecting with them, asking them if they'd be willing to share. We've gotten a lot of yeses with that. And then on the other side, Jason has been working with the team to automate out-of-network influencers to get them in line to also share. And that could mean bloggers. It could mean podcasters. Mm -hmm. I've done a couple podcasts that are supposed to launch. Um, not this podcast, but other podcasts that are supposed to come out when it launches. It can be just normal influencers who have Instagram followings, Twitter right. followings, yeah. Facebook followings, YouTube. And then there's other, the, the other things, and I don't, you know, this is also new territory, and we haven't done it yet, but looking into doing things like, like there's people that do shout-outs where you can basically pay to advertise your product in, like, a, in a big, in a big um, 
either Instagram account or Facebook account or YouTube or featured on a blog post. And we're, you know, we're, we're trying to do it without spending as much money as possible. But, you know, sometimes you have to spend a little bit of money to make money. And so there's, there are other things like yeah. that that you can do as we, well. We see the value of bringing all of these different avenues right. into, exactly. one, into one area. And it's, it's hard to know exactly which ones are going to work the best. But we know that if we have enough set up, then surely just by chance and on, you know, just by doing our work, yeah, like Pareto some of them right? will work. Yeah. And like, 20 roll. Yeah. <laughs> so Jason has been working with this out of network influencer thing, especially really hard over the past couple days. And we have a lot of our assistants, even right now, um, contacting influencers in a non douchey type of way. Yeah. It's just um, outreach. It's like, Hey, check we're out very what we honest. Got. Check out what we got. Um, if you like it, like, you know, let's talk about how we can help each other out. It's yeah. literally, it's that simple, but at the same time, that's like a big hill that you have to climb over. Cause it kind of like, I keep relating it to like cold calling that I used to do. When I, <laughs> Dude, when it's I, rough. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked in the finance industry, you know, you have to pick up the phone and you literally just have to call people without them knowing who the hell you are. And it's the scariest thing in the world. And this is different because we have a product that we really believe in and it's really, it's, it, I mean, it's yeah, super yeah. awesome. So it's like, you know, it's been well received. And so it's like kind of like easy in that aspect. I mean, not that bonds aren't, some people love bonds um, and that's totally cool. It's just, um, you know, when you have your own product, um, it's a lot easier to do, but still you're contacting random people who have no idea who you are. And it's, uh, it's an interesting dynamic, but once you get over the hump and you start doing it, it's like anything else gets easy. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of being authentic and honest with this whole thing. And so when we, when we started even building the Kickstarter page, like we didn't know how to make a video. We didn't have the graphics we needed. We didn't even know what kind of copy to use. Our copy was terrible for the first version. And through talking to people, we've been able to kind of pan all of that out. Um, you need to find people who have done previous Kickstarters that know how to write legitimate copy. Mm -hmm. You need to find people who have input on the type of videos that work. But what we found out as a whole is that the content isn't near as important. I mean, it's, it's definitely important. Sure. You want the audience to be engaged with it, like it, and be sold by it. But it's not as important as your ability to drive traffic to the page because the more no's you get, the more yeses you get, uh -huh. if that makes any sense. And so that's what we've really been trying to focus on. Um, and our pre-launch page is set up to where if you opt into it, you get access to the early bird tiers. And so this is one of the kind of, if anybody does any type of online marketing and things like that, like you want to create scarcity so that people are more inclined to, to take it, right? And it's also our way of giving our early adopters a discount as a kind of a thank you. Uh -huh. um, people that are helping us, they get this discount up front because, you know, they were there and like, I, we really appreciate that. And so those are limited kind of tiers. And so if you opt into our pre-launch page, you get access to that. Um, but you also get this really sweet, we, we created this awesome kind of bundle pack where you uh -huh. get previews of the digital cards, with, which look amazing. Yep. Um, you get a preview of my new book. Um, which is just motivational rants. And then we put on some digital posters and desktop walls and things like yep. that. So you want to provide some sort of cool value so that people remember you up front. Um, but essentially, once they're on that list, then from that point on, it's like, how do you keep them engaged enough and juiced up enough to still be interested when the Kickstarter launches? And so with that, we've set up an email sequence and we use ConvertKit. Um, and basically, you can set up a sequence to where you drop in different emails and if let's say we have a friend named Holly and she signs up the first day that the pre-launch page goes up, she gets an email 
that day, and then the next week she gets the second email in the sequence. But if Billy signs up, you know, two weeks after Holly, he gets the first email to, when he signs up, and then a week later he gets the next one in the sequence. So no matter when you sign up, you're getting them in the same sequence over a period of time. And it just we just provide more value to people. We're just sending motivational messages to keep them amped up. We're not asking them for anything. Mm -hmm. um, we're just giving them more value. And yeah, so you want to give, right. give, give. And then hopefully they'll, they'll, they will buy into, and I don't want to hate saying the word buy into, yeah. like it's hard to, it's like we were talking the like other corporate day fucking about the corporate like, terms, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they will be in love with the creation so much that they will want to support it and bring it into their life because we know the value that it can provide to them. Um, and we know that it's not something, we're not, it's, it's a product that we really fucking believe mm -hmm. in. Like if we could give it away for free, we would because it helps people. Well, I want to I wanna, uh, <clears throat> say something off the back end of what you just said about believing in it. And this is, um, this is, you know, I've, I've, I've used affirmations for a long time now. Actually, it was, I started doing them after you introduced me to the Miracle Morning by Hal. Big Hal. And um, Hal Elrod. Yeah, Hal Elrod, by the way. Um, and so I started using them then. And I wrote out um, an affirmations page of just probably two fucking pages long. <laughs> and like that is just like I'm sorry but you sit down in the morning at 6 o'clock if you've just gotten up and you've meditated or something and like you look at this page and I'm just like oh this is too much literally it's too much um, and so in, in, in correlation with what Heath was just talking about with, um, uh, with believing in the product when I went back to Asheville so I've, I've been in Asia uh, pretty much all year so far and I went back to to Asheville for about three weeks to move out of my apartment and to get a bunch of stuff done. And during that time, I got suspended from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a whole lot of stuff going on with me at that point in time, and it was just a little bit overwhelming. But at uh, also what I had to do there was I had to go through like the final messaging of the cards, and I had to find all the gremlins on the cards, <laughs> and I had to do a bunch of stuff with the cards. And this was literally like the day after I got suspended, and my mind is a an absolute mess. Um, and but while I was doing this, sitting down with the cards, going through them, reading them, um, my state started to change. And you know, so I've used aff affirmations for a while, and we created these cards, and I've looked at them. This is the first time that I held them because the deck was finally in my hands. It was sent to Asheville to me there, and that's when I finally yeah. picked it up. So I actually held it in my hands and actually could use them, and that's when it finally, I, it finally really like kind of clicked and made me realize how special they were at that moment yeah, in time. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And these are these are all affirmations that stem from one of our something that has influenced us personally. Yep. Um, whether we learned, it, it could be anything. I mean, every single car is a different topic that has to do with dealing with adversity, with gremlins, but also just connecting with the magic of the universe. And if you're not somebody who's ever used affirmations, it is a real thing. When you wrote down that giant list, I have the same thing. I write down, I mean, part of the sweet ass journal is you write down affirmations every night, but I literally have a list of them on my wall at home. I read them out loud every morning. I read them out loud every night. It's sort of like a verbal vision board. Mm -hmm. And oh, when you ways. look back at those lists and you see how many of those things are now true that yeah. have now manifested, yeah. it's, that's when you realize they actually work. Well, that's my favorite thing in the world. It's my yeah. favorite thing in the world is going <laughs> back and crossing something off the list. You're like, yeah. holy, oh my God. <laughs> and it sounds woo-woo, man. But, but like, it really is. It, when you use an affirmation, you're rewiring your brain 
to make decisions, to, to basically believe what the affirmation is true. So you're saying it out loud. You're teaching it to your brain. Well, I and think, so, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to finish. So, so then when you are subconsciously wandering throughout your day, because you said this thing out loud to yourself so many times, you may not think about how you said it out loud, but if a situation presents itself, your affirmation is going to subconsciously trigger you to make the decision that is in alignment with that affirmation, whether you realize it or not. Right. So if your affirmation is, you know, I sell $3,000 a month on Amazon, and that it can be a physical affirmation like that, or it can be something that's more like, I'm happy. Like, mm-hmm. it can be that simple. Um, if you come into a situation where you're like, I got to go to the bar drinking my friends, or I can stay at home and work on this project, that affirmation that you've been repeating out loud is going to help you remember, oh, I'm going to stay at home and work on this project because it's going to contribute towards that goal of selling 3000 on Amazon. Yeah. Or if you come into a situation where some asshole cuts you off and is yelling at you and flipping you the bird or whatever, and you remember like, oh, I am happy, you don't let it fe- affect you. Like you make the decision to let it roll off your shoulder and then you remember you're happy. That guy may not be, you feel bad for him. You hope that they can find peace. Um, but they work and it's, it's magic. And it's one of the forms of magic in life that I think is very attainable for anybody. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's like training your subconscious. And I mean, you said exactly what I was going to say when I, when I interrupted you there. Yeah. Basically you are, um, putting something in the back of your head so that when the decision comes up and you may not realize that you made the decision because of this, but because you're reading it all the time, you know, you're speaking it out to the universe, you're wanting it with, you know, <clears throat> every part of your soul, you make the decision in the direction that, that you want to go uh, or that you were, you wrote down that you want to go or um, you've been thinking about that you want to go. Um, and it makes, it makes a world of difference. It really does. It really does because you can design your life. I'm a very, very firm believer in that. I've seen it happen. <laughs> too many times for too many people at this point to think otherwise. Like if you make a choice and you decide to do the work that it takes to do that, you can absolutely do that. And um, it's action. You yeah. got to take action, yeah. which is why we, so the reason we paired motivation on the back of the affirmation is because if you have just an affirmation card, it's great to talk to yourself and to convince yourself that this is what you're working towards. But it also helps to have outside motivation. It has some somebody else to be there with you saying, this is why this affirmation works. And so on the back, we put funny, engaging bursts of motivation that are on the same subject, subject premise as the affirmation. Um, and it's a very popular part of the card. The design on the front with the affirmation is incredible. And the back is just sort of that, that kick in the ass to make sure that you take that action. And these are just things that can, it works so fast, man. It's like when something shitty happens, I just pull a card out and I'm like, ah, everything's great. Like everything's perfect. I need to get back to what I'm doing. And so it's, yeah, it's cool to have a product that we actually believe in. So it makes all of this stuff that we're doing easier. Yeah, I want to <clears throat> say something about, um, you know, you mentioned in there, like, you know, being funny or being different. Like, so, so one of the things that um, we realized as we went through this process is that, um, with the advent of social media and constant connectivity and memes and Reddit and all of that stuff, that um, we get a lot of the same, uh, we get a lot of the same, the same messaging, the same uh, quotes that you've heard a million and a half times from over, and over, <laughs> right, over, and uh, and and um, the only way to kind of like, uh, I guess. Get, get past that or get through that or, or through all of that that glut is to is to be different and to stand out so that's what we tried to do with them be funny be impactful 
um, you know, be unfiltered. And that way, when you're reading the affirmation and you're trying to anchor it in your mind, it actually does because it's different than all of the, all of the things that you're constantly being bombarded with every day. Yeah, instead of feeling like you're sitting with some superficial, like, angel or something, you actually feel like you're there with, with somebody who's in that kind of trench battle with you. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, because it's written from experience. We talk a lot about resistance gremlins because we personify the thought of resistance because it's easier to identify. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the cards are methods for being able to identify resistance and fear and anxiety and then turn it around, you know, turn, turn them on their heads and take advantage of the situation. Um, and so one of the cool things that we thought would be just, just fun. Yeah, it would be fun. fun. Is because no matter what you do in life, like he's talked about how he got suspended on Amazon earlier and all the fuckery that happens when I was coming here, if you guys listened to two episodes ago, I, you know, I fell off a bouldering wall and I thought that I wasn't gonna be able to walk. I thought I'd have to go to the emergency room. All of these different things that happened to us unexpectedly, we call gremlins because it's a force that's working against us to be our highest selves, to bring our beautiful creations into the world. And it happens to everybody. Everybody has this. And there are many people that suppress to the gremlins and they bow down to the gremlins without even knowing it. And you stay on your couch all day long mm-hmm. You know, you got your hand down your pants watching KFC, eating KFC, watching Jerry Springer. Um, and we've all been there. I mean, I've been there, dude. I've spent many years of my life drinking gin and playing Assassin's Creed on Xbox. And that was gremlin. Like, it, they want you to stay there. They want you to be suppressed so that they can, they can control. And we realize that that happens in real life, but how cool would it be to hide a gremlin on every single card too, because they're never gone. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, they do our, never go away. <laughs> it, 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 they don't go. It's our, it's our message to you guys that no matter how awesome this affirmation is, and no matter how great the motivation is, be aware, be aware of the forces that are coming against you because they're there. And if you can, if you can, identify them that's all you need to do right. if you can identify them and separate yourself from them they cannot fucking touch you right um i think that's a really that's a key there is identifying them identifying what the issue is the challenge is the thing that you're going through um you know being being very aware or open to at least discovering it rather than just trying to ignore it and like leaving it in the back of your mind so that it eats away at you yeah, it's got to move through <clears throat> man yeah it has to absolutely has to i mean that's the only that's the only way that you end up dealing with anything and then you finally you know put your pants back on and take a shower and walk outside the door and uh Clean the grease off your fingers yeah exactly and you know it's it that's that's actually what you just said there is a really good way to put it uh, they don't ever go away they don't go away they don't you and just have to you that's have why to we get really good at dealing with them yeah yeah that's why we term it with the word gremlin so like if you were just to say oh that's resistance like that's cool and there's there is amazing work done with Pressfield. I mean, you guys, yeah. there's so many amazing, even all the Stoics, they talk yep. about resistance, yeah. but to be able to personify it, I mean, to bring that to life into a creature like a gremlin, because what else, whatever better creature <laughs> would you pick? Um, they Damn, just toy with you, man, they, and you have to get over them. So it's another reason why we love, love this project. And I think for us, like putting in that, that system where we figured out a way to create a video. It may not be professionally shot, but it's funny. I suggest you guys watch it. I think it came out good. It came out great for our, I mean, there's a picture of our setup. Like we had, we tried to do it with a GoPro. The fisheye lens didn't work. The audio is terrible. 
we had people telling us like, is, you know, the video could be kind of shitty, but make sure your audio is good. We did it one time and the audio was absolutely terrible. But then despite all of the gremlins that we had, we somehow finagled, we somehow overcame it and it turned out pretty well. Like we shot it on a Google phone, hooked up a microphone. No, no, no. We shot it on the Google phone first and then we shot it on the, the oh, Apple. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we shot it on a lap MacBook. Yeah, MacBook. A MacBook Air. The MacBook Air. <laughs> and recorded audio but then like some other things happened to where like audio was off sync or like the videos that we got jason was like well, looking yeah. at the ground and he I, well, was upset about it i was looking it. at <laughs> the second time i was looking at so if you, you're familiar with a, with a computer like the little camera is up at the top but like if you're filming yourself or you're looking at the camera like the screen is in the middle and i was just watching myself on the screen rather than <laughs> looking at the camera and so the second time he likes through, to look at himself <laughs> Ooh, yeah uh it, it, it uh it, so i was like i was literally i didn't look like i was looking at the camera and it really it really frustrated me because the rest of the video was great and i didn't want to have to do it a third time but luckily we figured out a way to mesh the two videos <laughs> to make it absolutely seamless and it came out absolutely perfect because it was meant to be that way. Yeah, it was very weird. There were certain times where I had to overdub the audio from the other video onto the new video and it just somehow synced perfectly, <laughs> which is very crazy to me. Um, but once we got the video up and we started going through the Kickstarter thing, we're like, okay, how do we make tiers? You have to make all these different tiers and then of course you have the early bird tiers for the dedicated uh, pre-launchers and you have to set limitations there and so like we changed so many things several times and we just kept realizing like the main focus of this is like we have incredible graphic work the product mm -hmm. is incredible mm -hmm. how do we get people to see it and yep. it, that's always going to be the most important thing the best entrepreneurs aren't sitting around absorbing more books and trying to like right read more blog posts yeah they're, on how to, how they're, to they're finding people that want what they have to offer right. And because they hopefully believe in what they have to offer. I mean, there are certainly people out there that are selling bullshit. Um, and it's, it, it really floods the, the whole industry out. It's, it's a thorn to everybody. But there is a, just a massive amount of light out there of people that are creating with passion that truly believe in what they're doing. Um, and they're finding people to give the, their products to, to share the right. gifts with everybody. Yeah. And I'm glad to, to be able to do that. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time, man. <laughs> but like, anyway, so <laughs> what, what you have been, let's talk a little bit about the, the influencer outreach, the mm -hmm. out of network, because if you have in network influencers, yeah, then obviously say, hey, what's up? my favorite thing to do would be to send them a video, update them. People love videos. I don't know how many people sent me something back saying, oh, you sent me a video. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You took the time to do that. When you're doing out of network influencers, one, it's hard to send a video because you're not connected with them. It's weird. It's, it's really hard to like request somebody to be your friend on Facebook and then immediately send them a video because yeah. they're like, well, what's your motive here? Um, it feels different. So yeah, it definitely does. Well, I think, I think so. Um, <clears throat> one of the biggest things that I'm finding is that uh, spamming on the internet is a gigantic big thing. Um, and a lot of people are always hesitant to accept a Facebook request or answer an Instagram request or talk to you at all, answer an email. Um, so you have to be really diligent about being authentic um, and you can't be spammy. The other thing is, is that you have to contact as many people as you can. So like you, you're walk, you walk a thin line between the two and that's the reality of the situation. Um, if you're throwing bullshit out to the world, um, 
then you're doing it wrong. But if you've got a product that you believe in, if you've got a product that's good and it's done and it's actually happening and it's launching and you're real with people, uh, people will respond to that. Um, your vibe attracts your tribe too. Right. Um, if, if people don't respond, then they weren't meant to be a part of it anyways. Yeah. So don't, it, it is that, it is that bullshit. It's not bullshit really. It, it is that corporate sales type of attitude of like go for no. You have to get over. Absolutely. You have to get over being turned down. And I spent many years in outside sales. Mm -hmm. I hated every bit of it because I'm selling concrete products that I didn't believe in. I don't like covering the earth with concrete, um, <laughs> as hippie as that sounds. I never was into that. And it made it really hard for me. And it actually ingrained in me like to not want to do that. I feel scummy asking people to look at my product, to share my product. I have trouble with it. Um, even with the sweet ass journal, even though it sells well, I have a hard time promoting it because I just feel weird about it. And it's, it's a different animal if you can get over that mental block and realize that the more people you ask, forget about the ones who don't respond. The more you ask, the more yeses you're going to get. Totally. That's just math, right? Yeah. It's and, just pure math. And you, you also have to, and, and part of getting over that hump is um, realizing what, what you have. Um, you have something that you can share with people that's going to help them out or change their lives or make them happy or make them smile or uh, be different or be funny, make them laugh, things like that. And um, so part of getting over that hump is not only, you know, just being able to like actually contact people so that you can, I don't know, I mean, make money. That's what, that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times, I mean, we have to do that to live. Like that's just a, that's just a natural yeah, fact yeah. of the capitalistic society. But other than that, like if you're doing it with the right intentions, um, you know, then, then, uh, you'll get over that hump. And so, so on top of, um, on top of, uh, like selling your product, um, I forgot where I was going with that too. Well, so what, <laughs> what do you, what do you say? So the different ways that we're doing this is we're off, we're, we're trying to find micro influencers. Correct. First of all, there, there's this, you know, there's the giant influencers who, if you want them to do anything with you, they're probably going to most of them are want to. They're going to ignore you, or they're going to want to charge some massive amount of money that we can't have. Yeah, something can't, crazy. Just to do like an email blast or something. So, you have people that that could send stuff to. Them. Maybe they have a big email list. They notify their list. That's really hard to get in place because people's lists are very sensitive towards them, and we right. get that. Then you have people that are on Instagram that have big followings. There, you have YouTube, you have Facebook, and you have um, just social blasts basically. And so we've been figuring out like how do we find a good mix of all of these different things. And we're going to study like which ones become pretty effective. But so the two methods that we're looking at are like, well, we'll, we'll find people that just love it and want to share it for free, obviously, uh -huh. just because it's a cool product and uh -huh. that's great. But there's other people that could really help us that we have options of either paying them up front or giving them an affiliate link. And so obviously the affiliate link for us is better in right. most cases, because if they are shoveling people to the site and they're purchasing, then a percentage of the money that, that you know, from the purchase goes back to them, it's sort of like why people hire commission-based salespeople. Like it doesn't, yeah, it, we lose margin on the profit, uh -huh. but there's really no profit with this project anyways because we're trying to launch it. Right. Um, so it's more about how, we, we wanna to get to the biggest reach possible. We want these to hit the, as many hands as possible because we know how much it can help. We can, it can help turn everybody around. Mm -hmm. It can help the Great Awakening. 
and his <laughs> fucking woo 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 as that sounds. Are you going to talk um, about the book you're reading? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's another Maybe. story. There's another so, podcast. Um, yeah, whenever I have Nikki Kurt on, we'll talk about that book. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're trying to get micro-influencers we're trying to get maybe a couple bigger ones um, and even smaller ones than that wouldn't be considered micro. And micro, by micro, we mean like people that may have like 5,000 followers on Instagram, but if you look at their pictures, they've got five to 600 likes per picture as opposed to people that have 300,000 followers on Instagram and you click their picture and they have 30 likes right, right, with yeah, bots. Right. And they're there's, just using machines to, to make themselves look better than they are. Right. Um, it's really about finding, and if you're gonna do a Kickstarter, this is what you need to do. Like, you find those people. What the fuck? <laughs> just came back on. Mike Light just came on randomly. You find. This is back on, too. Oh, weird. That's off now. That'll probably shut but That's on. We, weird energy's happening here, oh. bro. It's uh, almost full moon right above us. Yeah. Almost. A couple days. The, the spirits are on our side. So you find, you find those people that have an engaging audience and you you really want to find the people that love the product like right. and if they don't they're probably not going to share it anyways but we have had success finding people that are like oh i love this mm -hmm. yeah i would i would really be willing to to share this like what kind of deal can we make or i want to do it for free or what do you have to offer mm -hmm. and so we're kind of in that position now where we're analyzing the responses that we've gotten um we have our, our team is sending out how many emails a day a lot. We're searching. I don't know what it we're is. We're searching right now, Instagram, YouTube. We're finding all these different influencers, and we're sending an authentic email with with links to the download pack, um, the samples, and just saying like, "Hey, we we're doing this for the first time. We need help." Um, don't really necessarily. I don't know if we put like we need help directly, but we're no. authentic with them. And we're yeah, like, I don't know. The, the, yeah, no. The email just basically <clears throat> tells about the project and says, "Hey, like, you know, if if you like it." check it out or basically check it out if you like it like let's talk more about how we can I don't know, let's just, just scratch each other's back I don't know if that's right <laughs> touch each other's knees. <laughs> yeah. like whatever but yeah no it's like hey like dick we're doing pick. this thing we're doing this for dick pick bro <laughs> we're doing this thing uh, we really like it we think it can help people we think your audience uh, be interested in it Take a look, and it's just a link. Take a look at this deck pick that we've attached. <laughs> it's a it's a link to our sample pack, and um, and and that's pretty much it. From there, we don't re we don't request anything from them. Um, basically, say something we, along yeah. the lines: If you like it, we're we're working out ways to get affiliate commissions done and send out sample decks for reviewers, uh, things of that nature. If you're interested, message us back. We're not requesting anything, we're just throwing it out there to people and let them take a look. And one of the interesting things that we found, that doing this outreach actually gets more eyeballs on your product in itself, because we've had opt-ins go up this week. Um, we've right. had more people on the website. Um, and so when that starts to happen, um, your, your, your reach goes up. I mean, more eyeballs on your stuff. Um, <clears throat> so, it, so in itself, there's it's kind of a twofold benefit, um, you know, because those people that you contact on like Instagram, for instance, or send an email to, end up looking at it and liking your Instagram page or opting into your email list as well. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's and it's interesting to see. Like at first, we were a little like, ah, we don't know how this is going to work out, and then you just get the first couple yeses, and then you get a little bit of confidence, and then you get more yeses, and then it's just like, this is cool. Yeah. This is a cool process. Yeah. So we're in the middle of that right now, and we haven't had our we haven't, we don't have our full list put together. Another big thing on the horizon that we have been advised to try out is running Facebook ads. So yeah. you find 
specific audiences that are relatable to your audience. Um, and for us, it would be people like J.P. Sears crowd, or you could even go some of the bigger places like Tony Robbins and things like that, but that's such a huge so avenue. Um, it's better to kind of market Super down too. Yeah, to expensive. smaller kind of affirmation type crowds for us, motivation type crowds, um, and then figure out a way to run ads to these areas where you're not spending a fortune, and we don't know how to do that. Um, we've talked to a couple people that may be able to help us with it, and we hope to figure it out. And eventually, once this whole process goes through and we get this Kickstarter launches, we're gonna have all the different pieces that we had on paper. We're yep. gonna know exactly what did what, and hopefully, I don't wanna say hopefully, we will start putting out that information for other people to use, because yep. obviously we wanna help uh, anybody else bring their dreams to life. Because yep. one of our bigger visions is, if we can drill in this funnel, for being able to launch products, mm -hmm. we want to be able to help free other people from the types of jobs that we used to have. If they have a good idea and they have no idea how to, to implement it or bring it to life, we wanna be able to be like, hey, we'll split this partnership with you, we'll plug it into our system mm -hmm. and let it roll, and this is just the baby beginning of it. And right. I promise you, five years from now, this is gonna be a real thing for yeah, us. There's so. no, nothing more, <laughs> nothing more in my life that I wanna figure out than how to take a product or idea from A to Z, and Z being a successful, um, not necessarily a Kickstarter launch, I mean, that's that seems to be like it could be a regular part of the process, but being a website with lots of traffic that's getting opt-ins and sales and, you know, making some sort of income, um, it's, it's just what I do, I like systems, I like that process. Yeah, it's um, very cool. Yeah, and so that's, uh, you know, la launching this product is amazing, and I believe in it, and it's great. You know, I keep saying, uh, keep, I actually keep saying to Heath a lot that um, no matter what happens, the education that we are getting doing this um, is uh, uh, priceless. It's invaluable. Um, and so that's really, that's really special to me as well, not, in addition to the product, because that's, uh, that's what I love. I love systems. I love automation. I love um, building, arch architecting a funnel, I guess you could yeah. kind of say, is something that I really enjoy as well. So well it's the, it's the, what's, you know, what's the one thing you can do today to make everything else easier and better? Right. And exactly. that's why automation is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. If you think that you can't trust anybody else to do these things, you're never going to be able to scale to the next level. True. And so we've gotten really good at that. Disconnecting your emotions from tasks that you think only you can do to move on to the next task that's more creative, that's more enlightening. Um, and Creation is the gift of the gods, right? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing more magical in the world than the ability to create. Your creations outlast you. Mm -hmm. They're here much longer than you. They help inspire other people. They help influence other people. Yep. And there's too many people creating bad shit in the world. We need more on the team more to creation. create this good stuff. Yep. And so you need to, to start working on the shit that you've got, uh, you got, got in the belly on. there. <laughs> Fire belly. Talking to you, listener. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, I'm, I'm about to eat pizza, so yeah. I won't have fire belly for another hour. Okay, yeah, we had some bad eating decisions the last couple of days. Another cool thing that we've worked on is something called Mini Chat. It's a bot that you can set up with Facebook. So our mascot is Skid the Unisquid. And Skid came to us from outer space. He presented us with the Sweet Ass Domination deck, and he has been our just favorite, our favorite thing ever. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a, a unisquid. He's a, a fucking squid with a <laughs> unicorn. How can you not worship this guy? And so Skid has given us this, he's like, here's mini chat. Now I can talk to these people on Facebook with you. And it's weird. So I worked with Skid yesterday to get that set up. And 
and I, get, I got, within the first day, I got fooled by Skid. I was like, what the hell's going on? I got a message from the Rage Create page on Facebook, and it was like, what is up, Earthling? Like, would you like some motivation today? And I was like, uh, yes. And so I clicked <laughs> it, and it was like, nice move, Earthling. Here you go. And then it took me to, to a cool page where I was able to look at some card samples and things like that. And it was just like, it's very cool to be able to learn these things. Because Jason said earlier, like, this whole process for us is a learning process that we will never forget. It'll be an anchor for the next thing that we do. Right. And everything that we have done in the past, you can connect the dots to how we got to where we are now. True. All the way back to when I'm working in the concrete industry, I can connect the dots all the way back to when I was in college and my professor made me make a spreadsheet for the first time about concrete business. But I made a spreadsheet and I learned the power of formulas. That turned into me making online calculators through spreadsheets when I worked at my other job, which turned out to me separating myself from the normal people in the concrete industry and having a little bit more to kind of move up mm -hmm. and then eventually get a job that paid me enough to where I could, it didn't just pay me enough, but it allowed me to work from home to where I could then start podcasting and doing these other things that I would have never been able to do had I not done that one spreadsheet. So if you sit down and you write out every skill that you have from the, the time that you were a baby, I'm not kidding. Everything that you no, can remember learning. This is such a good It's a weird a thing. Task. And Jacqueline Duplessis <laughs> had me do this. She's my old coach. She's still an incredible friend. Uh, when, I, when, she, when I was working with her, and she, you, you write down every single skill set that you have, and you circle them and start connecting the dots. And it is crazy how these smallest things end up being what you have today. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, you can actually take a highlighter at that point and draw out more circles that go into the future of the skill sets that you want to learn. Mm -hmm. And you can easily make yourself a roadmap of skill sets to get to where you want to be. Right. And you can see all of the, if you highlight the current skill sets that you're using that will apply to that next skill set, that's how you figure it out. Right. And so if I know when I did it, I was like, okay, I learned how to use WordPress, had no idea how to do that. If you don't know, if you want to make an online business, the first thing I suggest <laughs> is learning how to use WordPress. Yep. We're learning how to use Wix or any of the Square, Squarespace, yeah. any of the online website. Just teach yourself one of those things because then you can start playing around with the extensions that are involved with them, all the different plugins that are involved with them, and you can see how to uh, move from that point into the power of email marketing and gaining an email list and things like that. Yeah, it's um, a it's they're a, all anchors. A step by step process with all of that stuff too because. You can't learn it all overnight, and it's all technological. And you know, some people may not be technologically advanced, but that's totally true. Like all of those things are the base, the basis, uh, or the base level for. I, I feel like building a business in the modern world. Like you're not seeing too many people go out in their own entrepreneurial way and you know starting a, a taco stand. I mean, certainly people do that, but like most people. Oh, <laughs> I remember the shirt I was going to tell you earlier, dude. <laughs> Fuck. What is it? It was. I want to plant my own food, but I can't find taco seeds. <laughs> Something like that. That's actually awesome. I'm writing it down because it's going on merch. Um, and you can do that with all sorts of different foods, right? So Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, like that's the premise. Even if you're not into technology, that's totally cool because honestly, I think a big part of overall happiness is being able to disconnect completely from that type of grid. But... It's a, it's a necessary evil or it's, it's like, for me, I am very passionate about being able to connect and motivate people on a mass scale. The internet helps me do it. Technology is fascinating to me, mm -hmm. but I also love to disconnect into the woods. Mindfulness and awareness are also skills. And if you can put that on your list, if you're not meditating, if you're not 
being aware of resistance, if you're not being aware of the things that light you up, then maybe that's what you need to work towards next. Um, and then just creating that skill to be able to work towards what you want to accomplish every day with a little bit of action, I, like we talked about earlier. I want to talk uh, a little bit more about the, the tasks or task or exercise, I guess you'd maybe call it, because task is one of those words that I hate. Fucking corporate terms. Yeah, I hate tasks. That's why we call them freedom actions, bro. <laughs> freedom actions. Um, about writing down the list of skills that you have. And I can remember, and I think that I, I it, was a, it was around the time when I read the four hour work week, which was probably back in 2011 or 2012 sometime. But I don't think it came from that. I think it came from some, some, other, some other website or something and writing down the skill set, but also writing down all the areas in my life that I was interested in or intrigued about or, or wanted to have like a core values type thing. Core values also, but like just like things that I was interested in because, because back when I left my job, like, I mean, even when I, even when I decided to go into the business of, of the bond business, I still had no idea what the hell I wanted to do with my life. And then when I left, I was like, man, I need to really figure this out quick. <laughs> so like, what do I want to do? Like, where do I want to be? And this is, this is actually really interesting to me. It's one of the things that I get like odd enjoyment from is like going into the garage that's like disgusting and dirty and like rearranging it so it's all nice and pretty. And that has translated into taking a disgusting business and 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 cleaning it up into these like nice little funneled yeah. systems. And you yeah, know, it, you know, it's going from physical to digital at that point in time. But to me, in my brain, it works the same way, and I enjoy enjoy them both similarly. Yeah. Um, well, the reward is huge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's so, clarity. It's awareness. Yeah. It's space. And so I know that it was off topic, but I, I wanted to. I mean, I think that I think that those two things, and even the core values things, just um, just you know, one of the things that we can do that's like really important in our life is really figure out who we are and what we really want. Yeah. Um, I think that that, you know, you ask so many people, like so many people are, you know, when I, when I tell them what I do right now, like, how did you, how do you do that? I don't have any idea. I don't have any idea what I want to do. You're like, you got to sit down and figure it out. And you got to try as many things as possible until something hits you upside the head. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. I love this. Like, I need to keep doing this. Um, you never have any idea. No, you never have it. Nobody has any idea because I think that the educational well, system does a, a decently poor job. Yeah, so well, trying to put you there. I, I don't think that we don't. I think we all have idea. I think we, our ideas are actually just blocked. Um, True. They're clouded by that type of thing, by how you were raised, by your teachers, by, um, I mean, any type of influence that's in the world, politics, religion, all that stuff. There's so many different aspects that you can get involved with there, and they influence you to think a certain way. And so... It's, <laughs> you have, you all have ideas, right? Yes. And I think for me that the fastest way to figure that out now, knowing like sitting where I am now is, is being able to allow yourself to feel those feelings that you're afraid of feeling. And then explore them. And explore them. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Why am I getting pulled in this direction? Mm -hmm. And if you can become aware of your intuition and what it's leading you to and, and figure out a way to separate that from um, procrastination mm -hmm. or resistance mm -hmm. because sometimes they feel the same. Uh, you may be pulled to do something because you're resisting something more important. Mm -hmm. That's so the hardest part of it, but really it comes down to allowing yourself to feel what you don't want to feel. Even if you're feeling anger, yeah. you have to let yourself feel it and get it out of your system. I mean, every, every emotion. Uh, anger. Everything has to move through you, man. Angst, jealousy. Yeah. Um, and go back to listen to the episode with, I did with Bree Seeley. We talk about human files, literally how your human is set up 
like a file on a computer and your emotions get stored all over your body and you forget about some of them and they cause stress, they cause confusion. And if you can keep those moving and you can keep those clear, then your system is gonna run much smoother, this faster. Totally um, and so that's what you have to do. And hopefully, I don't know what position that you're in right now, but if you're working towards creating something and you wanna bring it to life, I hope that this episode's been valuable. Um, if you're in a position where you don't even know what you wanna do with your life, these, these are what, like, obviously, we had no fucking idea no, five years ago. We not. just did. Yeah. We took action. We started talking to people. One of the best We points. started meeting people. Yep. And we started feeling those feelings that we were always afraid to feel. And, yeah, I mean, I don't, you got anything else you want to put on top of that before no, we close this I, out? I mean, I, I literally, I, I mean, I think what you just said is one of the, one of the most important things that you can do. You just, you just have to do. You just have yeah. to do a lot of things in your life so that you stumble upon the thing that lights you on fire. Yeah. And then when it does, like chase it with reckless abandon. And, that, that's and you it. realize the things that are super dark that scare you really aren't so bad once you once you face them. No, totally. I mean, um, that's the other thing too is that you know, fear and chaos are or chaos is scary uh, and can make you really afraid. Um, but one of the things that we are as human beings is very good at going through the fire and a lot of times you have to jump yeah. in and check it out see what's going on in there and you realize that well i'm okay yeah. i'm doing this and i made it out alive on the yeah, other I side i don't know if i would make it out alive without meditation but <laughs> listen <laughs> that man, was a skill i had to learn man, man i you know i gotta tell you that there's a lot of things that um you know and, and it just goes back to the gremlin talk that we were having before that they don't ever go away and like yeah. as far as far as i've come and i said this to you earlier uh in my life in my business in my personal growth i realize oftentimes daily that i've got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah and, man for uh, sure um, but yeah but it's a it's just a constant improvement keep trying keep going yeah. keep chugging along i think it's the more you can get into a mindset of being able to watch yourself from a third person totally when when situations get out of control and you have that stress you know that feeling in your head when you're stressed and like your shoulders start hurting and you're just like you you feel like you just railed a bunch of crystal meth or something your head's like really like buzzing it's like i couldn't sleep for days this is when you start feeling that feeling you have to be able to pull yourself out of that and like watch yourself like oh there he is there he's sitting there he's getting angry like he could let this pass or like that's not an easy thing to do no, it's the hardest, it takes the hardest so much it. practice yeah. but i've noticed man over the past three or four years since i've been meditating and trying to do that i'm getting better and better well that's what it is i mean yeah. med meditating is developing the skill set of quieting your mind yeah you know you know you're never going to be good at meditating when you first start and you know pr probably going to take you a, a while to get good at it but like you're you're training a muscle Right. You're literally training a muscle. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. So, you know, you go through that, and when you get better at it, you're able to um, you're able to do the things, step out in the third person. That's one of the first things, you know, I, I, at this day and age, I pride myself on being very self-aware. Like, I know when I'm doing it. Like, I can't always stop it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not an expert by any means, but at least I'm like, here we go again. Like, I'm doing it. So that's like, that's like step one. And then, you know, step two is doing the, the things like meditating to – uh, help let it pass or help calm your mind or help, you know, I manifest my stress in my stomach. I found that out this week very much. So, like, big time. Yeah, mine's on my shoulders um, right now, but it moves. Yeah. It moves. And, uh, but, and, and uh, yeah, and then hopefully letting it pass and then figuring out what the, what the, what the challenge is that you're going through and 
taking action to solve it, to figure it out, to ask the questions you need to, to ask, to, to, to let it move through you, like yeah. you said earlier. Um, yeah, so all Clear full, the channel. So, so you all, can, oh, sorry. No, 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 say what you're gonna say. I was just gonna say, if you guys wanna hear more on that topic, go back to episode two, three? Episode three with Jules Schroeder from The Unconventional Life. We talk a lot about opening your channel and how to do that. Um, it's fascinating. Cool. Check it out. Cool. Yeah. And I was, I was just going to say, we'll bring it back full circle right here, right now. Um, right here, right now. Right here, right now. And so one of the, the reason, the main reason um, we created the Sweet Ass Domination deck was to help with that process. Right. Yes. Yeah. Good, good point. <laughs> <laughs> we went through this so many times. It was like, how can I remind myself? I mean, literally, Quickly, we're, we're writing these things down everywhere, all over the walls. These, yep. these didn't just come from us, like, finding somebody else's work and ripping it off. Like, we literally... You, each one of these has a personal connection, like a personal connection. Every topic on the card has a personal connection. Yep. And, and it's a lesson that we've been practicing and learning. And yeah, that's it, man. That's, yeah. a, that's weird. <laughs> we how do we got off on that tangent? But then that's, yeah. That's how, that's how it works. These will help you. They will help you discover that everything's okay. And they will help you light that fire to work towards what you want to in life. Mm -hmm. um, the stuff that lights you up, man. That's stuff it. that makes you excited no matter what is being fed to you from the outside world like you can remember yeah and i think i mean that's that's the that's life you know we we're, we've got a, a short little go at it and we need to make it as good as we can and if you're continually doing things on a day-to-day -day basis that aren't lighting you up and setting you on fire and, and you know making you extremely ecstatic um the best advice that i can give is to start searching for those uh just to, mm -hmm. to start doing things so that you can figure out what it is and also search for the gremlins on the cards. Yeah. Woo! All right. We're checking out. Uh, next time I connect, I'll be back in Portlandia for a while. And Jason is going to Bali. I'm going to Bali uh, for yeah. a month. And then I'll be back here in the Philippines for a month. And then, and we're, then going we're going to Alaska. To Denali in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, man. Uh, and then I'm probably driving my car out to Portland. Fish. In, yeah, in fish at the gorge. <laughs> fish, fish at the gorge. So it should be rad. It should be a pretty rad year. All right. We're going this launch. May 15th. Big start launches. Yeah, check out the pre-launch page. You can follow Jason where? Uh, at Jason's Epic Quest. At Instagram Jason's Epic Quest. Best, best place to get me. Website's jasonburrook.com. It should be launched in the next day, but I've said that for about a month. So uh, <laughs> I'll put all of the links in the show notes at heatharmstrong.com forward slash podcast. This show is now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, Sound... Right. Sound, no, not SoundCloud. Uh, what would you say? <laughs> it's on all Google it's Play. All that was the one ah, I was looking Google for. Play. So mm -hmm. check it out anywhere. Share it with your family, your friends, your lovers, your enemies. You can also enter this week's giveaway if you go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway. Um, and since Jason's here, let's give away a deck. Okay. Great. We'll give away a free sweet ass domination deck once they get printed. We have to run the Kickstarter first. Uh, to whoever wins that. So you can enter at that link, and then also you'll get entered to win all the future drawings as well. So that's a pretty sweet deal. If you have any questions or comments for the show, heatharmstrong.com forward slash voice. You can just click a button on the side and leave a voice message. Mm -hmm. There's also a text form if you want to send that through. Um, I haven't had a lot of people leave comments yet, so I want to engage with you guys on the show, so do it. And, yeah, all right, I'm peacing out. I'm at Heath Fist Pumps. We're gonna go do some very bad, healthy things. <laughs> bad, healthy. Eat Unhealthy. Pizza and drink beer before I have to get on a flight and be, you know, 
vegan for the next however long. Probably forever. Probably forever, man. Cheers, everybody. Peace. Big love. There's a place called space and it's got the magic There's a place called space and it's got the balls There's a place called space and it's got the passion There's a place called space where we can smash the walls There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity And the chatter of incompetence is slaughtered at birth In this place called space we'll build a factory of smiles That will assemble with our minds and sell to earth Well, hello, everybody. This is Todd. I am, um, sitting in a bathtub full of rose petals and bananas. They're floating all around me, and sometimes I like to put those in my mouth. Sometimes I like to rub them through my hair. But, you know, it's just insider info that you don't really need to know. But what you do need to know is you can follow Heath on social media at HeathFistPumps. He may be doing some kinky things on Instagram or maybe taking his shirt off on a Facebook Live. You could stalk him on Google if you want, but you might come up with another person called Heather Armstrong who is a slightly prettier, blonder version of him in female form. But don't be fooled because it's not him. It's not him at all, and she doesn't have the goods that he has to please, if you know what I mean. I want to get back to my bath with bananas and rose petals soon, but... I just had to share with you that the Kickstarter for the Sweet Ass Domination deck is launching on May 15th, Tuesday morning, bright and early, for everybody on this list and for everybody on the email list and all the sexy, kinky podcast listeners. You can get early bird access to the tiers by going to RageCreate.com and you can get uh, the first scoop of loop deals where you may or may not get Severely discounted decks and some sweet-ass swag for less than everybody else who's late. Ooh, aren't you a special little boy or girl? Anyways, if you want to leave a comment for the show, heatharmstrong.com forward slash voice. If you want to enter the giveaway in all future giveaways, heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway. If you want to leave a review on iTunes... To help the little kiddos out there in Africa, mm, just go to HeathArmstrong.com forward slash review and it'll show you how. He's got lots of links set up just for you to learn how to do all of these things that help him expand his knowledge, stalk you down by your email address, and watch you through your camera, through your doorknobs, on your bedside table when you sleep. He's got it all down, so give him all your information and you can become one. Ta-ta, everybody. 